This is the state of real estate in Muskoka. Welcome to the state of real estate in Muskoka. I'm your host, Jerry Lantane. This is a program that takes a look at the state of real estate in Muskoka. We feature helpful interviews with industry professionals, talk about local housing statistics, and offer tips for buyers and sellers of property in Muskoka. First thing we'll do is give you the stats. Indeed, I am your host, Jerry Lantane, and this is the State of Real Estate. Uh, Today's episode, I'm going to discuss the COVID bubble. I mean, for lack of a better word, the uh, very strange and exciting time in real estate history that we have just gone through in Muskoka. But first, I'm going to start off with the market report. The market report is brought to you by the Lakeland Association of Realtors, and we are going to be covering November 2022 to November, well, comparing uh, 22 to November 2021. So, that being said, the average sale price in Muskoka is up by 0.2 of a percent over last year. So, that's encouraging for people that are still buying. Um, You know, sale prices are still being met. New listings are up from 16. Uh, up from last year, uh, 16.8%. And that offers some relief to people that are buying because there's looks like there's more homes coming on the market than last year. So that'll uh, alleviate some stress. Inventory, the total number of inventory that is available is 110% higher. So that's more than double what it was last November. And again, that is encouraging for people buying. Total sales, however, very interesting, are down by 41%. And that's a telltale sign of of the market having slowed down a bit. Uh, Last November, 229 homes were sold, and this November, only 135 sales occurred. Number of days on the market is up by 128% over last year. Now, you will remember that during the height of the craze, homes last year, some of them were selling like within days of being on the market, like like two, three days on the market. It wasn't unheard of. Um, so last year in November, it took an average of 14 days for new listings to sell. This year, it is taking an average of 32 days. So that's still pretty good considering that 10 years ago, the average days on the market in Muskoka was 88 days. So, you know, the market is still, if you are if you are selling, it's there for you to sell. I'm going to get back to our final stat, and that is... Um, of their asking price. Um, That indicates in some cases that buyers are being more fickle and that the market value shows listing values to be higher than the sale prices that buyers are willing to pay. Um, So, you know, it's, it, the market is almost a even right now, buyers and sellers. uh, It was a seller's market for, for, almost the last full two years, which made it incredibly difficult for buyers. So actually, buyers are, are going to find it a little bit easier right now to get out there and, and have a better selection and better choices. So that is the market report, and we will be back shortly. Okay, welcome back. So this episode is about COVID and what happened. So the first thing I'm going to say here is I'm going to put out a disclaimer. Um, 
Today's episode is is my opinion. This is not advice or recommendations uh, or evidence of uh, of my claims, but uh, and I will be you know using a lot of generalizations to simplify what really happened here during the COVID experience or bubble with the crazy rise in prices and and the the, the pandemonium of buying that happened. Well, it's hard to know what drives the market, but the phenomenon of the original COVID lockdowns made people want to get out of the city. Those original lockdowns uh, in the spring of 2020, the market virtually came to a standstill here in Muskoka. There were restrictions placed on people looking for new homes. And uh, it, yeah, then it was just like, it just ended. So for a, a couple of weeks in the early part of the pandemic, there was really no trading that was allowed to uh, go on. And that was not just in Toronto and the GTA, but apparently the same thing happened across our next statistic is the percentage of original asking price. Um, that is down by 7.1%. So meaning that, you know, if people put their house on the market at a certain amount of number, they are receiving on average about 7.1% less than the price they are asking for. That indicates that in some cases, buyers are being more fickle and the market value shows listing values to be higher than the sale prices that buyers are willing to pay. That is the market report. And we are ready to carry on with the rest of the show. Today's episode is about the COVID bubble and, and what really happened. Um, just a disclaimer here. This is my opinion. It is not advice or recommendations. And it is not evidence and or proof of the COVID bubble having ever existed or not existed. <laughs> um, and, you know, to some degree, I will be making generalizations to simplify, uh, you know, the, the topic that I'm discussing here. Well, it's hard to know what drives a market or the market, but the phenomena of the original COVID lockdown in spring 2020, uh, the market virtually came to a standstill. There were restrictions that were put in place and there were restrictions that put in place on looking at homes in general. Um, you know, the phenomenon of the original lockdown made many people want to get out of the city, not just in Toronto and the GTA. Apparently the same thing happened in cities across North America. And so this wasn't a local phenomenon. The beginning of the lockdowns in about May or June, 2021, saw the beginning of the big boom in the sales prices of homes. All of a sudden, people in Toronto and the GTA who wanted to leave the city started to see an escalation in the prices they were getting for their homes. Next thing you know, the Toronto prices were going through the roof, with average prices often reaching well over the $1 million mark. This made for great profit for these home sellers. Now, all of a sudden, there was an influx of home buyers heading to the Muskokas. The factors of low housing inventory up here and the flood of new buyers with excess monies quickly led to multiple offers beginning to be seen on new real estate listings and homes for sale. It would seem that people were wanting to exit the city and were willing to outbid each other, uh, which began an escalation in prices. 
this escalation led to comparable properties coming up for sale being listed at higher prices. The low inventory continued and uh, consequently, more people were bidding on fewer houses for sale, further escalating the rise in prices in in the fact of bidding wars. So these bidding wars escalated price increases in housing even further to the point that where during the height of the COVID phenomenon in September 21, average prices in Muskoka had more than doubled in 18 months from the pre-COVID 2020 prices. Now, that doubling in prices, that's something that traditionally occurs, you know, maybe every, every seven to 10 years. For that to happen in a period of 18 months is an unbelievable unseen phenomena in Canadian real estate. And again, like I said, it wasn't just local to Muskoka. When inventory is low, there are a lot of, and there are a lot of buyers, it becomes a seller's market, meaning sellers have the advantage of getting the better part of a deal in terms of market value. Well, that's exactly what happened and continued to happen moving into late 2021 and early 2022. In lieu of this, it seemed that a lot of people began to list their homes to take advantage of the higher value of Muskoka properties. Haha, but the problem with selling in Muskoka was buying in Muskoka. Unless you were downsizing dramatically after selling your home, you were now faced with paying the same higher prices to stay in Muskoka. Of course, a lot of people sold high in Muskoka and bought outside of Muskoka as well as out of province. And of course, this brought price increases to those markets as well, further escalating the situation nationally. During the same period, Muskoka was recording record sales. To put it mildly, the record sales and low inventory created havoc for buyers from 2020 to early 2022. During the height of the bidding wars, it was not uncommon for buyers to be in competition with up to 10 or more buyers. And in many cases, there were even up to 20 offers being made on one single house. This unfortunate situation Uh, in turn led to many seekers of Muskoka property losing out on bids and having to put in many offers on properties and many different properties in a row. When buyers continually get outbid four and five times on offers and properties, it becomes very frustrating. Some people literally gave up as the process of seeing homes and making offers can be very stressful and exhausting. On the other hand, some people were putting in bids, hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking in desperate bids to get a property. Another factor of concern for buyers uh, during this period was what is known as unconditional cash offers. (laughs) This becomes very risky for a buyer. Well, first of all, an unconditional cash offer means that These people are basically walking in there blind. They're putting a price down on an offer saying, we don't want to inspect the house. We don't want to look at it. We just want to buy it. Um, And and that can be a a very risky thing for buyers. Um, It is more than unwise to do so. When making an offer on a house to protect yourself, it's, it's always best to protect yourself with conditions and clauses to ensure that the house you're buying is sound, solid, and safe, and everything in it as well. Standard conditions, such as home inspections, financial approval, or financing approval, and the insurability of a property, are designed to give you a way out of the contract if, after further review or report, you find the house or your financing is not adequate. If such is the case, the conditions allow you 
the right to rescind your offer without penalty. However, during the height of the boom in bidding wars, a strategy to beat the competition was to submit an unconditional cash offer, which is very attractive to the seller as it is an offer with no strings attached. In fact, some people were even putting in unconditional cash offers with what is called an escalation clause. And that means if there are other bids higher, the selling agent and the seller can actually up the price for that particular bid. Just really insane <laughs> way to, uh, you know, go about uh, securing yourself a property, uh, in my opinion, that is. Um, and so getting back to that, you know, during the height of this boom of the bidding wars, a strategy to beat the competition was to submit these offers, and they are very attractive to sellers because there are no strings attached, and it means money's on the table now. As I mentioned earlier, this can be a very risky way to outbid offers. As far as Muskoka was concerned, this form of unconditional offer, as well as the amount of competition on each property, led to people missing out on many properties and making bids on many homes and cottages that were not getting positive results. By the middle of the whole COVID period, a lot of people were feeling tired and frustrated with losing out off, uh, on offer after offer. And this had a number of potential buyers just absolutely give up and stop looking for houses altogether. Now, this was, you know, heading late, I'm, I'm going to say late into 2021, you know, into the spring there, uh, even into, and, and, and through, and it began sort of in the, in the late 2021, uh, sorry, into the fall. Now, this trend affected uh, the, the number of people that were actively looking to purchase properties in Muskoka. And the fact that there was still very little homes on the market, um, the competition to buy was still fierce. To put the low inventory during COVID into perspective, 11 years ago, in June 2011, there were 1,729 homes for sale. Seven years ago, in June 5, 2015, there were 1,833 homes available for sale in Muskoka. In June 2021, there were only 388. So, I mean, that just... Is, 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 is a dramatic drop from, a, from, you know, 10 years ago and even like, you know, seven, eight years ago. You can only imagine how many people were looking for Muskoka property. I would guess that it was far more than the actual 388 properties that were for sale in June during the same period. This feeding frenzy for homes in Muskoka led to many cottagers and homeowners putting in their homes for sale, putting their homes up for sale during this period. But homes were selling at such a rate the inventory couldn't keep up pace. For instance, in May 2021, there were 366 homes and cottage, homes or cottages for sale in Muskoka. In June, there were 255 sold. In February of 2022, there were 137 homes for sale in total. And, and that's in February. And in March, there were 138 sales. So the inventory was just not there. You can see that as a buyer... The slim, the, it was slim pickings, and there were lots of lookers looking at the same house as you. Now, another factor that added to the mayhem was the speed at which homes were selling. The statistic we have called days on the market. It can be used to gauge properties' desirability, with less desirable homes taking longer to sell, therefore having more days on the market. As an example, 10 years ago, in June 2012, it took an average of 67 days to sell a home. Five summers ago, it 
took an average of 43 days to sell a home. In June 2021, the average number of days a house would last on the market was 20. And in May of this year, it was as low as 15 days for the average home to sell. There were many homes that sold within a few days of listing during this time as well. It really was quite an astonishing moment in Canadian real estate history and Muskoka real estate history for that matter. Of course, neighbors watching homes selling for over asking in such short amounts of time inspired many others to think of cashing in when the getting is good. And the problem became, what can you get? So, in many cases, the thought of having to sell high and try to purchase high made it a risky option, unless, as mentioned earlier, you were doing a really good downsizing. So, let us continue to around late summer 2021. As I said, a lot of people were suffering buyer's fatigue, losing out on offer after offer. Moving into the fall and September, sales looked to be coming back to traditional sale numbers. At about 201 homes sold in September that year. Um, by March 2022, it was obvious that the market was starting to slow down. With Muskoka sales down to 138 compared to 214 from the previous March. But inventory was still low, homes were still moving quickly, and there were still multiple offers on certain properties. It was still a seller's market, and it was strong. By early April, things were beginning to appear a little bit different. It was hard to put your finger on it, but the gas prices were increasing heavily, food prices began to rise noticeably, and it's almost like in the back of people's minds they could see the economy was getting stressed. And then the nasty word inflation began to be bantied about and voila, there it was. Inflation and its companion, talk of interest rates rising to combat the inflation. In March, the Bank of Canada upped the lending rate by a quarter of a percent. This bump was not that impactful. However, in April, the Federal Bank began what they call quantitative easing, which means raising interest rates to fight inflation. That easing began with an increase of another half a percent on top of the quarter percent increase from, Mars, uh, from March. This unexpected jump caught people's attention. Remember, gas and food prices had began to uh, be seen and felt and then shortly after this increase, the interest rate, about the third week of April this year, it just changed. The market turned on a dime from being very, very busy to disturbingly quiet for a couple of days and a couple of weeks. Veterans in the real estate industry In March, the Bank of Canada upped the lending rate by a quarter of a percent. This bump was not too impactful. However, in April, the federal bank began what they call quantitative easing, which means raising the interest rates. That easing began with an increase of a half a percent. On top of the quarter percent increase from March, this unexpected jump quickly caught people's attention. Remember, gas and food prices had began to be seen and felt. Then, shortly after this increase in the interest rate, about the third week of April of this year, it just changed. The market turned on a dime from being very, very busy to quite quiet. Veteran real estate personnel were saying that they haven't ever seen such an abrupt change in market patterns. Just when people were gearing up for another hectic summer, the amount of interested buyers diminished. Now, even though the buyers diminished, 
the prices remain strong, with sellers still getting above asking during April and May, on average. New sellers wanting to list usually start to list their homes at this time of year in late spring and early summer. And with the strength of the last two years, people were optimistic about cashing in on the high selling prices. But the writing was on the wall. Throughout the whole COVID bubble, people were asking, when is this going to end? Are we in a bubble? Prices can't keep going up. Everyone seemed to be expecting a market correction. Well, when the central bank rates began and continued to rise this year, the quantitative easing had an effect. Now, that being said, as we moved into summer, sales were down by at least 25 to 30%. And that, you know, is what they wanted to do federally is to cool that, the housing market down as well. One thing that, managed, uh, that it managed to do was give serious buyers a better opportunity to make offers on properties without as much competition uh, as, as during, uh, during the COVID frenzy. A lot of buyers were looking because rates were low. Now that the rates were high and they began to rise, those people were previously who were previously enabled to buy homes at low rates to make offers were now not in the game anymore. Consequently, a number of summer listings that were expecting continued big numbers sales were put in the situation of having either to lower their prices or accept a little, le little less than asking. This started to show up in the June statistics, with homes on average getting 98% of their asking price. But by the same token, houses were still selling extremely quickly in June, 13 days on average. So it was still relatively a buyer's market. But as summer dragged on into fall, each month homes were staying on the market longer and longer this year. Simultaneously, that percentage of listing price re uh, received has stayed below 100% of the asking. By October, it was down to 95.8% of the asking price on average. So even though we have seen further increases in interest rates throughout the year, that quantitative easing has stabilized the runaway pricing we recently witnessed. So as the fall progresses, there were a number of cases where homes had price decreases, which was something rarely seen over the previous two years. As far as the big market correction of major proportions, that hasn't occurred yet. Housing inventory is traditionally low. Days on the market for homes to sell is still traditionally low. Percentage of list prices is now within the historical averages. So all in all, the market is still strong and properties are still moving, but the COVID explosion has for now subsided, it would seem. There are many questions to ask about the COVID housing bubble. What caused the boom? Where did it start? Who was buying the property in Toronto and other major city centers? What caused the boom in Ontario? Somehow, houses in Toronto were suddenly receiving huge prices. This led to buyers with excess funds. Low interest rates contributed to great lending strategies, which led to, which led to more buyers and more buying until a virtual feeding frenzy on real estate took place, causing prices to escalate, causing buyers and sellers to participate in the housing rush. The question was asked to me during COVID, who was buying these homes in Toronto at inflated prices? There was no new immigration at the time and many businesses faced uncertain financial futures. There were rumors of large, that large uh, funds were making bulk purchases, but that has never been substantiated. Moving forward, it's hard to speculate what the future holds. Outside factors of inflation, 
energy constraints, political instability greatly affect our economy, in turn and in turn our housing market. One thing for sure is that the coving housing boom has been one of the most interesting and exciting times in Canadian real estate history. All right, well, that's our show for today, but we will be back with Tip of the Week. This is the state of real estate in Muskoka. And the tip of the week this week is just straight up simple. It goes back to something we talked about earlier in the episode. Unconditional cash offers. Um, In my opinion and advice, they are very risky, very dangerous, because you have no idea of what you're buying if you haven't inspected the home. And, uh, if you know... It's just a very risky thing to do. I would suggest consulting your real estate agent before deciding on that one. So that's the tip of the week. Watch out for those unconditional cash offers. Take care.